Greetings, friends, and welcome to Trajectory Podcast. Hey, I'm glad to be with you guys today. I am digging this October weather. Man, just perfect. I know all you ladies are out there getting your pumpkin spice this and pumpkin spice that. Um, good good on you. Good, good luck with all that. I'm getting my bow out these days. I am, uh, I'm really excited about hunting season this year, maybe. Maybe shoot a doe or a buck in the next couple of weeks. Who knows? Either way, today we are talking about rich people and poor people and what really matters in the midst of our economic status. But first, of course, is our moment of positivity. Today's moment is a little different than usual. Uh, the modern-day church has a hard time deciding what to do with feminism and feminist ideas. So, for example, the scripture is clear that men are supposed to lead their wives and love their wives. Women are supposed to submit to their husbands, which <laughs> sounds kind of like straight-up 1950s, right? Is this go-make-me-a-sandwich theology? Hey, if you're a, a teenager, don't check out, because this is for you too. The fact is, uh, is that God does call men to be leaders in a relationship. But uh, what does that mean? Well, if you're a man, that means that you have to beg God for selflessness. Psalms 23 gives us an example of how God leads us. It says that God leads us to green pastures. So dudes, your job is to lead your ladies to their green pasture. If you're selfish, you will lead her to your green pasture, right, instead of her green pasture, which if it's your green pasture, will most likely be damaging to her self-esteem and intrusive on her honor. So you're supposed to lead, but you have to be selfless. Girls, what this means for you is that you need to find a guy who wants to lead you selflessly. That means no project boys. You want to be his wife, not his mechanic. You can't follow and fix at the same time. How is this a moment of positivity? Well, when we do it right, man, it's good. And God will bless absolutely as you hang out in the green pastures of God-focused relationship. So yeah, <laughs> that's our moment of positivity. Okay, now that we're done with that sort of weird moment of positivity, let's jump into our lesson. We continue to move along through our series on James and today... James has a little advice for rich people and poor people. Our passage is James chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, which says, Let the lowly brother boast in his exaltation, and the rich in his humiliation, because like a flower of the grass he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass. Its flower falls and its beauty perishes so also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. How rich are you? <laughs> it's a rude question, right? You might say, well, like I'm 15, so like I've got 20 bucks. We can also get caught up with silly things like people say, well, in America, all people are rich, right? You know, look at the medium income of the whole world, and basically all Americans are extremely wealthy. And it's true, we are a wealthy country, but there are still rich people and poor people, and then there are middle ones. So there's lower, lower class, mid-class, and upper class people within our, in our um, you know, society, and I don't think we need to be like, too concerned about how we fall into the scope of things worldwide. James knows that the amount of money that you have 
actually can affect your relationship with God. Jesus said it was hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. The scripture also says that God has chosen the poor to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom. So let's just kind of think about some stuff. First off, does God actually like poor people more than he likes rich people? In a word, no. Job was one of the most righteous people recorded in the Bible. He was outstandingly righteous, and the Bible says that he was the greatest man among the people of the East. Uh, Job was like the Jeff Bezos of the East, and yet he's known in the scripture more for his righteousness than for his wealth. So Job is a great example of someone who was both wealthy and extremely righteous. Abraham was also a very wealthy man, as was King David, a man after God's own heart who was extremely rich. Solomon says that God rewards righteousness with wealth. It's sort of like a principle more than a promise. So the idea is that a righteous life sometimes leads to wealthiness. So God does not check your bank account before he decides to love you. God does, though, love humble people. And poor people tend to realize their need for God more quickly than rich people do. Literally, this is the only reason I believe that the Bible says what it does in regards to God's seeming favoritism of the poor. Simply put, if there's any advantage to being poor, it's that it makes the heart quicker to receive the truth that their spiritual man is in need of God's spiritual welfare to function in a way that pleases God. Poor people tend to believe more quickly that they need God's help. If you just so happen to be poor, James says that you should boast in your high position. <laughs> uh, well, wait a second. Okay, I'm poor. By, by default, that means that I have a low position, right? L- lower class. Not in the kingdom of heaven, you don't. Peter says that all believers are a chosen generation and a royal priesthood. Doesn't sound very low to me. No, you can have an annual income of one penny a year, and in Christ, you are spiritually rich beyond measure. You are literally drowning in spiritual blessings and are fellow heirs with Christ, meaning that those streets of gold, yeah, you get to own those. Poor people have every reason to hold their heads up high. They might not have a yacht, but they have a storehouse of riches waiting for them in heaven you know, if they believe in Jesus. Now for rich people. James says that they should boast not in their wealth, but in their humiliation. (laughs) Nice. I have never met a single person who is proud of the fact that they will be humiliated. And if you are a person of this world, there is no reason. But if you're God's person, then when God brings along those things that remind you to be humble, you can take pride in that because you know he is making it possible for you to receive his grace. The last two weeks have been kind of crazy for me here at the church. My pastor was out sick, and we had two funerals those two weeks. I'm a youth pastor. Like, I don't do funerals. (laughs) And I also had to preach twice and cover my youth stuff, too, so I, I was a busy feller. Anyways, I spent the two weeks asking God to help me do a good job and to do the right thing. And for the most part, things went together really nicely. In fact, I had so many people come up to me and tell me I did a good job, I began to get proud. Like, yeah, I did a good job. Have we met yet? I'm amazing. (laughs) Well, the other day I had a conversation with my brother, and he was like, Andrew, you're not all that. Why don't you take it down a notch? And I was so 
thankful. God was helping me to be humble through my brother's words. Rich people, focus on God, the giver of good gifts. You are not more than anyone else. And as the scripture says, your empire, your wealth, it won't help you after you die anyways. But if you're rich towards God, if you're generous, there will be a spiritual blessing in heaven for sure waiting for you. This week, whether you're rich or poor, keep your eyes on Jesus and be proud, not of yourself or your accomplishments or your own greatness, but in the greatness of your God who calls you by name and is not ashamed to have us as his own. That's all for today. I want to thank you guys for joining me for another episode of Trajectory Podcast. Until next time, may God richly bless you.